Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. It's a lot easier to talk about stuff about it. Um, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, that is, I've, I've made a lot of, I've made a lot of, I've done tests. I have a government phone right here. And so it's like, I'm always talking about this stuff. Man in black are knocking at my door. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm not getting weird calls from strange people. Oh, that's good. Um, that, that was actually something that I experienced, I think, uh, 2009 or so, oh. after attending a, uh, actually, a, we're in, we're in Burbank right now. We're, oh, no, we're in Glendale right now. Um, this is where I was born. This, this is the city I was born in. Um, were you attending a CE5 event? No, I was going, it's kind of funny that you say CE5. Greer wasn't there. It was actually for, oh, for, um, we're going all over the place. Let me, uh, let me come up with that. Well, first, let me tell your dream. Yeah. As a, as a, because that sounds really fascinating. Well, it's interesting, too, that we're talking about Burbank. We just left Burbank, and I'm, I'm referencing to Awaken Aware. So there's a conference called Awaken Aware in oh. uh, 2009. It was hosted by Project Camelot. Oh. Later on, two years later, they would they would they would host another uh, host another Awaken Aware conference. Uh, this time it was in a different location, Burbank. Um, you know, it was kind of like a follow up to this very first successful um, sort of presentation. It was pretty cool, but. Um, Anyway, so long story short, um, what's interesting was at the second, uh, the very first one, I wanted to talk to Bob Dean. Who? Bob Dean. Bob Dean was a uh, was an intelligence expert who worked with NATO uh, uh, in the 1960s, in the late 60s and 70s. Mm. And he he had cosmic top secret clearance. He had like the highest clearance, and he used to work basically in an intelligence group where he they where they basically monitor activity coming out of Russia. And there was this vault that he was right next to that he got to get access to, wow. and read stuff. And so one day he's he's basically his story is basically like he's he's sitting at the he's sitting at the monitor. He's fallen asleep. Um, is, you know, the, the, the coffee that he's drinking is just like fucking mud and it's not keeping him awake. And what happens is, is, is uh, his commanding supervisor comes up to him and says, oh, you can't stay awake, huh? So he goes into the vault, comes back out, throws a stack of papers right in front of him. He says, read that. That'll keep you up. Oh my gosh. He reads and it, it's, it's basically this, this, this study on strange phenomena and weird contact and the sort of studies uh, from like various different groups about this sort of case of strange phenomenon. And it was, it was this, it was nuts. He read it over and over again. He got to like understand the sort of weird complexities of, of, of strange sort of eerie phenomenon with the phenomenon. And what's interesting too is that he would never really talk to anybody outside of an experiencer about these things. Like oh. Project Camelot would constantly try to drill him and get information from him. And it was kind of funny because esoterically when you watch his interviews, it's almost as though he's just kind of dropping keys. Not oh. for you. Not for you, not for not, you know, not for you as in Project Camelot or the listener or whatnot, but for you, the experiencer. Mm-hmm. For you the individual who has actually been sort of initiated in, into this strange kind of, you know, weird world of of contact. Um and it's not a blessing either. It's 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 uh, it's uh, it's 
it's challenging. Anyway, so um, I'm in third grade, and I have this really bizarre dream. A dream that's, like, you know, stranger than strange. Um, uh, and, real quick, did, did, did Bob... Uh, t- uh, did, does your dream does your dream remind you of things that he had said that like match up that where maybe it made sense what was the name the, the yeah the Bob Dean, yeah. Guy. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because later on he would actually ver- verbally verify some of these things that oh my gosh oh my gosh and he would say literally I, mean, I, I walked up to him at one point trying to talk to him about it and he just didn't have any time and just kind of blew past me I'm like ah and I, I really wanted this, this 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 opportunity to talk to him. And so I tried it again when a bunch of people were sitting around him, like theorizing and just kind of like, you know, it was just a bunch of tramps kind of hanging around him, uh, I, I, as I call it, like just UFO tramps. Yeah, yeah. Individuals who are just like, you know who I really don't like? The Freemasons. Oh, and they're, just right. like, they're real deep into it. And, 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 and it's funny, it's just like you, you say, well, which group of Freemasons do you not like? All of them. They're all bad. And it's like, well, well yeah, it's, it's, you can tell the level of, of, of information that this individual right, has. Right, right, right. Their research takes them up to a certain point. They didn't go through other certain doors. If they would have actually have done the work, and mm-hmm. they would, and you know, not relying upon, you know, eighth-hand information, they would they would discover that there's not just one group of Freemasons. There's mm-hmm. there's the seventeen seventeen Freemasons. There's the Coed Freemasons. In fact, when you I think about Freemasonry, I, I think about Benjamin Franklin. Like this guy, or in George Washington, they were literally a part of two different houses of Freemasonry. One was very, one was very like, esoter- they, they practiced the esoteric, but they were, they were very much on track with the, 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 phil- the, the philosophy and idea of, 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 of building communities and, uh-huh. and freedom. You know, right. the, the free man, <laughs> right? Not, not the not the slave man, and which is interesting because a mason is someone who builds, and to be a free mason, a person who's building freedom, builds freedom, is a pretty neat idea. It's an interesting sort of concept, but it's really that simple. And honestly, oftentimes the truth is very simple. It's not complex. The 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 the, the, the interweaving of trying to get there to the truth is oftentimes. Uh, Complex, mm. but once you get to the very end and you reveal the curtain, you know, in the back, it's it's, it's simple. It's not. It's not that. Right. Like, well, how complex is this thing? And right. Like, if you're, it depends on how you're looking at it from. If you're a, a, a flashback human and you're trying to understand a multi-dimensional uh, being directly in front of you, you're not going to be able to understand it. But if you know that multi-dimensional being looks like some sort of staticky thing, yes, yes. Anyway. But if you've seen this thing over and over and over, because your culture has been talking about it for the last hundred years, oh, look, it's those grays. They're in charge of everything. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the dream. So, yeah, the dream. So, um, so these are the sorts of individuals that are hanging around Bob Dean. You know, the, the individuals who are just like the, the conspiracy speculants, uh, mm. speculars, you know, guys that are actually speculating all over the place and what's not, you know, and not even really earning any of this knowledge. Right. They're not not following the paper trails. They're not following the hints, the clues, the, you know, they're just kind of taking something for... They're not doing the homework. Right. They're just, they're they're just, they're letting someone else read the cliff notes to Mm. them. Mm. And the person isn't even reading the cliff notes. They read it like a year ago and they're just trying to, oh, this is what I remember. Right. (laughs) Right. So, 
so Dean, you know, it's just you can just tell that he's just like he's drinking he's drinking like some a bourbon on rocks, a, a bourbon on the rocks, and he's just kind of like he's in his eighties at this point. And he's just like he's uh, waiting for someone to say something interesting. And I say, Dean, I want to tell you about a dream I had. So I told him, and this was a dream, and uh, I was like, uh, so when I was uh, around ten, around ten. Um, I had this really interesting dream that I was walking out of my my house um, at night because I just it was just something I did apparently, and I was about to get I was entering into like some sort of a large vehicle. At first, I thought it was like a uh, at first I thought it was like a van. It was much larger, uh, taller, but it was sort of like a van if you just took off. If you just kind of had like, you know, no doors, oh, and you just made a little bit more of a rectangle, and then you had like sort of, you didn't have you didn't have any corners to it. It was just kind of like rounded sides, and it was just, just it wasn't really that impressive what it looked like. Later, when I saw like a tic tac, the tic tac UFO thing, and yeah. I saw drawings of what they hypothesized that would be. By the way, the drawings of what I hypothesized that would be, I don't don't quite believe that, but I have to wonder, like, if what I saw was sort of, you know, or what I saw when I was a kid was... But like a close-up version yeah. of it? it was interesting because, like, it reflected, it reflected the, uh, the, the, it looked, it was as dark as night, you know, it was just like, you, I remember the surface of it, too, it was, I can't even remember if it was metal, but it reflected the night. Oh, wow. And, um... So I walk up to the back of it, and it opens up sort of like my trunk uh, to, this, to, this, to this car. And I step in, and there it looks like there's these three pilots at the very end. They're not even looking at us. And I don't even know if they're human. In fact, I, I think they weren't human. But they're not even looking at us. And it's just sort of like we instantly know just to walk in, grab a seat, and, you know, and then we interesting about it was the seats were I remember the seats were interesting because like there were other kids in there and it wasn't just kids it was almost like a couple of adults too um, there were kids in there around my age there was adults in there there was a couple of adults um, around my age too and we didn't really even look at each other or even interact with each other we did, some of them were just kind of like you know sitting there and they're just waiting to get, go somewhere so we just sit in there and I'm how many would you say are in there? I mean, if you're just to make like up a about number. Probably, maybe, I would, my brain says eight. Oh, okay. Like eight of us, basically. It could have been more. I'm not sure. Um, so okay. in other words, this craft, was it a lar- like a large craft, or was it only big enough to hold like that amount of people? It could have even been as big as, you know, the back cab of that. Oh, really? Yeah. You, I mean, not Of the semi-trailer. Not as long, but I was as tall, prob- probably. Right. I mean, maybe. I remember, I was a kid, so right, right. That looks Everything looks bigger, right? When you're a kid, too. It's like there were these beams that could have been tall, and they were sitting in, a, in such a way too. There were there were this, there were two. I remember this. There was there was two beams that were at the bottom, and then there was one guy that was at the top, and it was like they were all pilots, but it was like sort of like this guy was a little bit further in the front, and he was like up here. It was it was interesting. Three pilots, all in separate seats, one oh. here, one here, and one up here, oh. a little bit back. And, you know, if I was asked to describe it, I would say that it looks sort of 
it was at the time it was sort of futuristic. Um, I can't go into great detail because I think I was more interested in where we were going. Right, right. So I was like the only the only way that they could see was something directly in front of them. It was just like there was like you walked into this thing and it had no windows. But then you get inside and it was almost like there was a window that they were navigating through. Oh. But it was interesting because like what I saw was just like sort of like a it wasn't like a huge like sort of you know enterprise screen to where you see the uh, the uh, space. It was you know there was there were there were disruptions in, in the way of it. It's possible that the pilots may have been able to see more than me, but um, the two guys at the bottom they didn't see through the hatch. It was only the guy at the top, basically. And like I said, it was sort of like oh. a you know like, like this. But anyway, so I got to see us like a second floor. Yeah, 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 sorts? It was, it, yeah. It was weird. So I got to see us. Leave the planet. Oh, and then stars. Oh, wow. And then it was crazy because, like, like I just remember, and it didn't take that long. It's like, you know, like how long it takes for a Tesla car to go. Right. That's how long it took to get out of the planet. It was incredible. It was interesting, and there was like just a little bit of, there was just like a little bit of of of, of path to it. Like you could just. You know, you could kind of, you could feel that everything was changing, but it wasn't too bad. It was just like getting in an elevator, but it wasn't even, the elevator would, you, I would say the elevator feels a lot more, you could feel a lot more gravitational pull in the elevator. Right, like you didn't feel that acceleration, that kind of whoosh. Yeah, it was, but it wasn't much. Mm-hmm. I could have been standing up. And, so that, that was the, I just, wow. I remember the sensations. I remember like the feeling of, of wonderness as, as I was going out and then I don't know how much time passed but then like I could see what I thought the time were the rings of Saturn approaching mm. and and Saturn in the background and some sort of like um, what appeared to be like space station or something Ooh. it was kind of hard to see it because I was I remember the space station but I was more enraptured by Saturn and, and, and the sort of colors that were coming off of the uh, the uh, the rings of Saturn. Oh wow! So many colors. And so did do, so at that point. Did you were you seeing things out that front window, or were there side windows that we, you were able to kind of see? We were the, we were entering the atmosphere, like some sort of space, like like some sort of station or something like that. Like it was interesting. Like the station that we were that we landed at, it was almost like landing at like some sort of a sci-fi kind of like you know depot like 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 a like a you like a like a like a bus depot it was weird wow. and that's what it kind of felt like so wow and it was like this massive sort of platform um so you know it's like so we fly in we, i guess we whatever it was hover fly i don't know drop in and then the back opens up again we all get out and it's kind of funny because we automatically just get into single file lines. Um, that's the thing I remember. It's like all the, like all the kids are getting into a single file line and some of the adults are getting into a single file line and we're all going into some sort of hall. And I remember like as I'm walking by, I recognize some of these beings and they don't look human. There's not a lot of them. They don't even look human. Um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll tell you what they look like off the, out, outside of the recording. Because if anyone else had this experience, I want to corroborate what it is. Uh, you know, I want to not corroborate, but I want to uh, corroborate. It's such a horrible thing. 
I would like what? to, if someone else had an experience like this, yeah, I'd like to talk to them. But yeah. I don't. But I, I know for myself certain key aspects that I want to leave out because I want to have these conversations with them. But because I want to, I really want because this is this is a true story that's genuine. Uh, off the off the record, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, off gotcha. this recording. Well, any information you're sharing here today is going to inspire those. You know. Because there are a lot of people who are afraid to tell these stories. Absolutely, And yeah. they think they're going to get judged. They think they're going to be crazy. And I think at least with the most recent um, um, news of the Pentagon saying, yes, we have been, you know, studying all this. And yes, that we've been in contact with the Galactic Federation. I think that might give some solace to a lot of people in knowing that, oh, okay, the story is breaking. And now my story is not going to sound so crazy. Yeah. And um, so a lot of times, the, you know, by, by one person sharing their story... It, it clicks with another person's brain and then they want to share their story, you know, so I, I might end up getting a lot uh, more interviews, yeah, you know, on totally. the podcast because of, totally, because yeah. of this. So and I'm, I'm happy to serve. Yeah, I'm happy to serve too. And, and for me too, it's, it's also, I think it's important to kind of just talk about the meat and leave some of that esoteric stuff out, um, mainly for the reason that those individuals who need to come forth, mm. they'll know, you know, they'll know where to fill the blank basically. Um, and I'll also inspire them because, you know, but one of these, yeah, anyway, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep going forward. So, so you guys went to, so sort of a bus depot of sorts. Yeah, Everybody's it was like, so, single, yeah, single file line. it was interesting too. And I get into a single file line and, and so behind me is, is the depot to the right of me are the rings of Saturn. Like you can see it basically. And, and, and what's also really interesting is that there's no windows. It's right there. Space is right there. That was the really interesting thing about this experience is that it, it, it was like you we were in some sort of atmosphere, but like space was right up there. It was, just, wow. it was the weirdest thing. Wow. So and you got to see the rings of Saturn. Like I said, they they have all these different colors to them. Even, did you, you know, feel you were on Saturn, a Saturn type of planet? No, it or almost, did you pass by that it on its way on your way to the bus depot? It almost seemed as though we were on a space station that was on the rings of ooh, Saturn ooh. that were floating just above the rings oh, of Saturn. Wow! Yeah, I wow! Know, I know. Um, yeah, I know. So to the right of us looks like some sort of habitat, um, or like like it was interesting. It was like it, it was like this created environment mm. and there was like I mean sorry to the left to the right of me was I'm dyslexic I'm sorry to the to the left of to the right of me was this open space and then to the right of me was sorry to the left of me left <laughs> left right to the left of me was like I don't know could have been like what they live in could have been something but it was just like this entire it was it was it was it was it was huge it's like looking at a valley basically Whoa. And it was just like a lot of open space, but there was like you can tell that there was stuff all over there, buildings, open space, like fun, 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 uh, stuff, um, trees. <laughs> wow. Um, but again, I wasn't really so much interested in that as I was interested in what you know what was going on the right of me. The space was right over there. Oh, that's living spaces on the left of me. Yeah, let's go look at the right. And as we're walking down this particular path, uh, we enter this, like, sort of, I guess, this convention hall. It was interesting because the convention hall wasn't constructed like a normal sort of convention. Um, it's hard to explain how it was constructed. Like, my memory has, like, 
don't know. It's like... Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to Did say. Did they lead you into some place? It's almost like a space mountain sort of oh. construct. That, that's the... That's more of a... But not so like 19... You know, 50s or 60s uh, era sort of sculpture. More of like a practical... A lot of... Like I said, it was all simple. A lot of it was more practical. When you got inside, though, it wasn't too simple, though. It was amazing because it, like, it was almost as though you could fit a countless number of people in this sort of convention hall. It was almost like a, a, wow. sta- a, a stadium or, oh. a, or, a, or, a, or a, a class, but like everyone sat in these seats. And it was strange because it's like you sat in these seats and then, then there was another person that was directly in front of you, but that person never really abrupted your, your ability to see what was going on. Then this man came up on stage, human-looking man, um, had, had blonde hair, had a beard, he was wearing a robe, and uh, he was talking about these things that were occurring and that would occur in the future. And it was strange because one of the things that we saw was uh, 9-11, um, a number of things that would occur. Whoa. Even the virus to certain aspects. Um, Except though, my my I wasn't really so much interested in the politics of things as I was more interested in sort of human consciousness, science, light, and then other things. I was there to sort of under, try to understand what happened to me when I was a little kid. For me, for me, and I remember how consciously, you know, I, I just lucidly thinking, "That's nice. This is all great. This this okay. The science is cool." And I didn't really even understand it at the time, but this, you know, it's it's being indoctrinated. Um, understanding it was interesting because they, they they're telling you they were telling you like about future history past history as though the mm. as though the future hadn't even had already been written it was strange mm. um, or aspects of it had already been written and then another sort of aspect to where like we were it's hard to say you know, like, I only have, like, as I'm... So the speaker, did, did you say there... So on the screen, you were seeing these sort of, like, flashes of, of the future? It was almost as though, like, the screens were just sort of floating holograms. Oh, okay. You know, like, directly in front that everyone saw. And almost as though, like, everyone could, you know, it didn't matter where you sat because everyone could basically see them. Oh, how many people would you say were in there? <laughs> I, I mean, I, was it like a state? Like, was was that all that space filled up with people? In other words, when I was when I was much when I was younger, I used to say that there was a million people there, but I don't know. Maybe millions of people went there. Who knows? But it was it was I I couldn't count. Like I, I couldn't count. It was it was it was wow. so many. And I was more interested in what was going on directly in front of me, uh, especially what this person was saying. Now. All these memories I'm telling you are are the memories that I've been able to hold on to. Mm. Um, and it was interesting. Like I said, in the very beginning, like some of the... I think I said this. In the very beginning, the entities that I saw, not all of, and, and, and I saw some humanoid, human-looking entities, but I also saw entities that looked somewhat like machines, too. Whoa. And they... they it was interesting because it didn't matter if they were like insectoids or machines or or your typical sort of like gray, except these guys were way taller, way taller. Wow. Yeah, tall. Um, 
Oh, they're little three feet gray. That's not the grays. That's not the ones I've seen. I've, I've seen smaller entities before, like grays, but at that time, it wasn't the little guys I, w- I was worried about. It was the big guys. Um, those are the ones I still have nightmares about sometimes. Too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have nightmares about... <laughs> I'm not racist, but I have nightmares about big brown, <laughs> like, um, uh, grays uh, coming How into my How tall are they? Uh, taller than my door jam. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, they have to duck to get into. Uh, wow. They have to bend. They have to bend their heads down. And do they have the oval eye? Do they have the the, the typical face that you'd see on with uh, with grays? The, yeah. the little nose, little mouth, yeah. big eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the eyes, um, I think, like their eyes are sort of like that. But then there there's like a secondary lens, sort of like like how we have sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. Imagine they don't need sunglasses. They just put something over their eyes. You know, and that's it. And so that's what they wear um, when I've seen them. And uh, do they hurt you in these dreams? I can't remember. I, I'm very a part of me. Is, so it is possible that you know those are in fact meetings. They're coming to get you and bringing you aboard for other for other meetings or other stealing, education, stealing me away, or basically like interested in, in knowing you know what's going on with this kid. Or something like that, or even it's possible you have an implant on you somewhere that you don't realize. Oh, I know, I do, I know where it is. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I know where it is. Oh my gosh! So you know, I, 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 I could tell you. I think I just pointed at it. Were you <laughs> able to find it at a doctor's office or anything, or do you ever feel it there? I mean, can you actually feel it underneath That's the skin? That's a really good question. Um, yes, I can feel it, feel it under the skin. Um, did I have a doc? Did I get it? Have it? What I, did I? Did I have it looked at a doctor's office? No, but I did have a doctor look at it. But not at a doctor's Oh, office. wow. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's a really good question. That's it. That's like... They, that's they, a really good question to ask, too. I, I, You know, I should go back and get it looked at. Especially if I can find a doctor that I can trust won't make me feel weird about it. Well, this <laughs> so. is probably... I mean, that's... if I tell you if, you, if if you were to have that removed, first of all, I would, I, if I were you, I would not... Uh, uh, trust anyone to take it away to look at it in the lab because you'll never see it back again. I would take it home with you. Yeah. And on top of that, those dreams would most likely stop because I have a friend who something similar happened to him. I don't think I would remove it. And it's based upon another experience I had too, much later on when I was in my uh, late 20s, early 30s. I'll tell you about that. So um, so later, uh, after the presentation's over, yeah. uh, we're basically led to different places to where it's almost as though we are it's almost like they like we're going on like some sort of exercise mm. you know after the presentation after like sort of class you know school of the future <laughs> it was pretty That's great it was really cool like like i i the i can only remember like cliff notes in my head about the, some of the things we were talking about. Like I said, 9-11 was talked about, but it, they didn't recall it. They didn't call it 9-11. Like, I can't remember what they called it. But Did you just see imagery of it up on the screen? I remember I remember something flying into the Pentagon. Mm. And that's what I remember. It was like, this will happen to this, the Pentagon. You know, and when that happens, when that happens, it's like that, that instant, incident would signify all these other things that were going to occur. Mm. You know, and if this happens, basically, if, if this happens, all these other things are going to happen, and then you're, you know, and and I don't know what else was talking about. It was like something. It's good. Something's good supposed to happen, and but 
at the same time there's, there's a lot of hardships that was the that was the problem like get ready it's going to be rough that sort of thing I'm kind of wondering if maybe you got a, a glimpse into what has been called the looking glass uh, when I met uh, uh, Dr. Spike by the way this is really cool thank you when yeah. I met Dr. Roger Lear at a secret UFO meeting um, you know he's gone now but he told us about yeah. the project, he told us about the looking glass and how um, that's how a lot of these uh, I don't know how many of these are around you allegedly, know, the earth yeah allegedly uh, but they're able to look into it and kind of predict things the thing about it is like I, I know about the looking glass phenomenon and it's not always necessarily accurate um, it tells it shows you not really what's going to be but possibilities of what could be. Right, right. And it's interesting because like this sort of meeting that we were having, it wasn't the possibilities of what would be, it was the possibilities of what is. You know? Uh, it's interesting, like Bob Dean passed away about a few years ago. Oh. And I will to the rest of my life I will I will I will I will always regret not talking to him about these things after we meet Matt. Because honestly I didn't know what to do with it. Like I didn't want to be just some sort of... I didn't want to be like those, you know, ufological tramps that were just hanging around him, basically. You know, asking him questions constantly. Because I knew I can be annoying. And I knew that I, 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 I'm I, aloof sometimes. I'm a fool. And I don't want to put someone through that. And I overthought it. I really should have been that fool. I really should have taken that risk and taken the action and... and Build a friendship. With well, uh, what did he? How did he respond to that? What he told? What he told about this dream? Actually, first of all, what it, was there more to the dream? Uh, there was. So what? There was like sort of exercises and. What kind uh, of exercises were you doing? I don't. I can't really say. Like exercises in terms of like 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 uh, uh, like exams type of exercises or exercises like jumpy jack type of exercises. Do this. Like physical type stuff. Do this. Do this, oh, do certain that, hand movements. Do this, do this. Sort of hand movements, but basically Ooh. what those hand movements kind of lead towards. Right. Um, you know, like um, how you can you access certain aspects of your body. Oh, you wow. Know, like, and it's kind of funny because a lot of the things that they, some of the things they showed us and everything years later, a book would be released called The Psychic Witch. And a lot of, so like these natural abilities that we all have that we can cultivate and they're inside this book called the uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the uh, psychic witch but then there's this other exercise I'll talk about um, I didn't want to talk about it at first but I'll talk about it now and, and so this is this is the weird one and I, I don't know how to explain this mm-hmm. I've never talked about this and it makes me uncomfortable I love you. Well, so by, you, say, talk about by you. you saying this, it might unlock a whole bunch of other memories for you. I you remember know? basically being given some sort of like utility belt, and oh, there wow. was like some sort of device that was like a like a like a gun, mm. like a phaser gun, and basically we were being shown how to use weaponry. Mm. And at one point, we're just being shown how to have it on us, how to have a certain level of respect for it, how to have skill with it, stuff like that, and also at the same time, how to move through society without being reckless. Oh, know? wow. So he's just like, it's it's like the simulated sort of place, and it was strange because it looked like pieces of area that was just really basic. It was like, 
you know, all these houses all around us. There's a skyscraper over there in the middle of the house. It was just kind of weird. It was like, like a bunch of just random different things placed in there. That but it wasn't worth it. It wasn't. It was you know. It was nothing like how we would see it here because it was almost as though they didn't understand zoning laws. Yeah. You know? Right. So there's like this, this this track house. You know, like like over here, like this suburban house. It's like right next to this like freaking you know skyscraper. Right. <laughs> right. Trees all over the place, and I'm like, what? what, what you know, whose who's design nightmare is this? I, that's how I, I look at it now, as a, as a creative. And, oh, dude, look at that! Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a nature bridge. It's like oh, one of the only dude. nature bridges. Yeah. Which is funny. Here we're talking about this type of thing, and who would have ever expected to see a nature bridge? Yeah. I've never seen something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's along the two, one, uh, That's along the two ten. What I love the those. heck? That's amazing. Yeah. It's one of the few ones out in California. Nature Bridge, yeah. dude. That think, sounds like an invention, not need, an actual real thing. Yeah, we need more of those. We need. Yeah. We, we need. We need to find. And this was a this is a message I didn't receive from that meeting. This is a message I later on received when I started tapping into the same sort of energy and the same sort of entities that that the shamans or I shouldn't say I shouldn't call them shamans, the medicine men, uh-huh. the holy people. Right. The, you know, I don't want to call. I'm going to call them the holy people. Okay. You know, because that's in my in my that's my my religion is my religion my personal religion the religion you know I'm, there's only one member of my religion it's me I <laughs> so, like it but I, I invite everyone else to be like that you know have your own religion but I I ask I beg you please <laughs> I beg you follow the yeah. higher moral path yeah follow the higher moral path <laughs> I beg you we need it Our, your future incarnation needs it I need it now. That your host needs it, please. You know, if you're if you're following this, if you're following this work, if you if you are a, a way worker yourself, yeah. follow the higher path, please. Yes. I beg you. We all beg you. Your ancestors beg you. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Your future selves beg you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, so. I want to talk about with the because you were saying yeah, that the, you were at, you were there. Was it a hologram type of thing where they were teaching know. you how to shoot the laser guns? Or? Yeah, well, it was something. It was almost like they were just there. It was almost like the laser guns were not to to uh, teach us. If we, it's almost like it's like they taught us to use them a little bit, but then they taught us just to not use them. Right. And it was an interesting sort of philosophy of teaching us not to use the weapon. So. Now, real quick, did it look like a Star Wars kind of uh, 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 like gun? Honestly, it looked like the gun from slightly looked like the gun from Laser Tag. Oh, oh, that's oh, cool, cool. That was bit, an idea I had in my yeah, yeah, just a little smaller, a lot smaller, right? More, a, a lot, not bulky at all. Like those Laser Tag guns were amazing. Oh amazing. yeah, but I remember too that I had like a strong desire for a laser, like one of those laser tag guns. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. And it was kind of cool because like months later I would actually, as a gift, I would receive the laser tag guns. Oh my gosh, so it cool. must have been so was, exciting. I loved it. I loved that game. I still love that game. It's so good. Um, so I got really good at that as, at a young, at, at, when I was a young kid. Um, so uh, so they're teaching to, like what the, the, how it works, but then like how not to use it, so to speak. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're basically teaching like not to use the gun. Or they teach you how to use the gun, and then they're teaching you not to use the gun. Right. It's kind of like martial arts. It's like you got this ninja who can, you know, kill you in four hundred different ways, but but you you only use that in the most extreme situations. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting too because they're almost you know this sort of like you know I can't even remember who the guides were. I just remember they were tall. 
Yeah, I remember they were tall. They were sort of friendly. Were they humanoids? They were. They were definitely not human. But oh. They were, but they were noids. Uh, they were and they and they were quadrupeds. They were you know they were quadrupeds like like us. Oh. Or bi bipedal, bipedal quadrupeds. Yeah. Bipedal quadrupeds. Like That's us. a good name for a band. Uh, bipedal <laughs> quadrupeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are bipedal quadrupeds. <laughs> um, so, how long did that exercise go on for? Uh, <coughs> I know it's hard to tell time when it's something like that. But did you feel like you learned a whole bunch of different stuff? I did, but I feel like I failed at some point in the test. Um, and. Uh, I was amongst some of the individuals who were basically uh, taken out early or removed early because mm. apparently I had to go back to my uh, to my craft to leave. And but everyone was really cool. Now, and was it with the other people with you? Were it all was it all ages for these exercises, or did they b- split you off into the groups? Like, okay, this is your age. Group everyone group. was around the same age. Oh, gotcha. Everyone was like, everyone was around the same height, so they were all like adolescents. Basically. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say around the same height, but like around the same you know, age group, basically. Right, you know, right. You know, like how you can tell a bunch of six-year-olds or mm-hmm. first graders, third graders, kind of like that, you know. So, um, so yeah, we were really, uh, the indoctrination aspect of this is really interesting, too, because it very much felt friendly. Mm. Yeah, there was nothing hostile. There it was, sounds like it. There was nothing scary about the entire experience. And in fact, too, like, I remember when I was a kid wanting to experience it again. I think I may have. But I think I may have, like, I bet you you have. Yeah. But I think I may have, like, on a, on, a, on a different sort of level, and I think... Now, let's say if you had experienced... Oh, well, first of all, so they took you, so they took you back to the, to your, to your, to your space bus? Yeah. Different people are inside of it this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, same pilots, though. Oh. So, but similar or similar pilots. And then just as quickly, we like, we left... Uh, that spot, um, and I saw this beautiful sort of like crescent-shaped object approaching us, and it was, it was, it was Earth. Oh my gosh. And it was crescent-shaped. I remember that. It was crescent-shaped. I was like, oh, why is it crescent-shaped? And then we're going right directly to the black spot, and I remember as we were going in, like, there was light everywhere. It was like, oh, no and then we go into black, 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 black and it's night and uh, I get out and I go inside and I think like one of those tall beams like like came with came with me inside or something like, like, a com- like accompanied you t- to the door? yeah, it was very friendly again, very friendly could have been my mom you know, it was just like but it wasn't it was or it could have been a friend of my mom's you know, that's kind of what it felt you know, it was kind of like that it's a very nice person you know, very interested in my safe return and you know led me led me to my my bedroom the door held it open closed it and then I went to sleep yeah now do you remember seeing the the space bus fly back off into the sky no. like see you guys later no oh, I, gotcha. just, I just went directly into the house um, that would have been great incredible. I would have loved to have seen it to to leave that, that's a really good question. You know what? What's popping in my brain right now by you telling this story? I think what's going to be great is this is going to unlock lots of memories with people. And um, and what, what, oh, what I would love check is check this out. Check this out. There's one part of this. Dream. Oh yes, yes. Here's the crescendo of this all. Oh yes. So it's it's decades later, and I'm at the second Awaken Aware conference. This oh. time, getting to talk to Bob Dean. Oh. And I tried talking to him the first day and couldn't talk to him. 
then I had I saw an opportunity and I talked to him, you know, with his with a sort of like wayward fanfare that was around. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, he just stopped, looked directly me in the eye, and said, "That was no dream." Oh! And he, and I, I love said, it. And I said, and I told him, I said, Bob, you were the one in the hall teaching us all. Whoa! And he's like, "Yeah, I, I know. I have oh. memories of. Oh. I have memories of this, and I have memories Dude. and people. I have other memories. I also have other. I have other accounts of people being." taken and on some sort of craft oh. and they see me walking oh. around in a row. Oh my gosh. I don't know what's going on, but I, I know I know it's no dream. Oh my gosh. So we talked. We talked for five hours the next day. Um, he came out, he, he, he just got done on stage. He was, he, was, he was, I guess he was just done for the day talking, you know, on stage. And he comes up to me and he says, I really enjoyed I, I really enjoyed our talk last night. I'd like to continue it. Oh. And I said, yeah. So we sat at a table for hours. Hours. Oh my gosh. Um, his wife, his wife or girlfriend came out at one point. I got to meet her. My companion that was with me the entire time sat with us. Um, who was with us. And we just talked. And then like, he <laughs> was kind of funny. He's like, yeah, hey, I lost my dream ticket. They wouldn't want to buy me a bourbon. Someone go out and buy a bourbon. It's his favorite tree. Bur- bourbon, bourbon on the rocks. Bourbon on the rocks. Wow. Or, or was, or was it on the rocks? Or was the street? It was on the rocks. Were you guys able to uh, dive deeper into your dream and the and, and, and the similarities that he, you know, the pieces of stuff that he remembered? Yeah, we speculated on the etherealness, on the sort of etherealness of this of the phenomenon, as we as as one would call it. We we wanted to understand it more, but we too only had pieces. It was almost as though like. There is a, an aspect of us that remembered, but it was almost as though, like when we were in this normal sort of waking world, it just was gone, it wasn't right. there. And even as I talk to you right now, it's just like, you know, like there's this fear that I have in the back of my mind of like a ridicule factor. I know that would never happen from you, but that's like the sort of station, stationary aspect. I would tell him that I'm like, I like what's with the ridicule factor? Like why why am I so afraid of that? It's like, well, look, you know, it's like, well, look around you. <laughs> look, yeah, <laughs> look around you. But at the same time, he's like, or he's like, well, look around you. It's a very real fear. But then he sort of leaned in. He said, but is it your fear? Oh, that's that? good. Is it your fear? Is it your right? Fear? Or did you, or were that, or was that given to you for a very specific reason? Because if they could, if if they wanted to take you off of this planet, they could have. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like, in, in other words, like, like if they wanted to end your life, they could have. So all of these times that that you've had these experiences or had these dreams, uh, they're evidently there to educate you, to you know, remind you of your star seed uh, power. Who knows what planets you actually truly are from? Um, well, here's the thing with that. Things too. like that. The whole aspect of star seeds, like we're all star seeds, mm-hmm. or better yet, stardust. Mm-hmm. Like we're all of us, we're fermented stardust. Like that's how this planet came to being. That's that's where it got its carbon is mostly from the stars that once were. Even even light particles, even particles of light, dust will grab those particles of light and eventually become planets. You know, it's just like it's amazing that like where light goes, you know, matter follows. Um, 
Yeah. And so yeah. it's it's interesting. It's actually a really good piece I, right there. I, where light I, goes, matter follows. Yeah, I don't I don't believe at all. Like a lo- I think a lot of I, I believe that there's a lot of cults within ufology. I'm one of those individuals who doesn't like light activation language because it, it reminds me of opening portals. Mm. And I don't think it's something that we humans can do that. We can open portals. Should we be doing that? No. It's like well, killing. it could be one of the exercises that they taught you. They they is actually, opening portals. Not, they didn't teach me that, that that particular group didn't teach me portals. Um, at lesser entities taught me how to close no portals. Mm. Um, like a lot of my sort of some of the like I like I said like some of one of the workshops I got to experience, which was that like sort of psychic witch like like workshop. Mm-hmm. That, 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 those lessons continued, but not necessarily by that sort of higher, advanced, more, you know, group, whomever they were, but it was more taught by the, the lesser kind, and not necessarily UFOs, but beings that already exist here. Maybe one could even call, think of them as the ancient gods that once were here, mm. but, uh, but now we have different names for them, you know? But uh, those are the those are the beings uh, who, who, who taught me. Uh, one could say that I was taught by demons. <laughs> well, I'd like to believe that by you saying this story here and people hearing this, they're gonna those other. Cause I'm getting images of the other people who also share these memories, who could have very well been on that exact same ship with you, hear this, and will. By the way, if 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 you are one of those people. Um, or have experienced anything remotely to, to, to that, please email me. It's the same exact name of the podcast, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Please rewind this if you need to hear that again. Or you can call the hotline, and um, I'll feature any of your stories, any of your ideas, uh, dreams, etc., etc., on the show. Call up 561 203 9179 or that is a voicemail, so you don't have to get cold feet about someone picking up the phone. Uh, it's a voicemail. Just leave it on there, and I'll, I'll put it into a podcast episode. 561-203-9179. Now, Mark, this will give me about, um, let's see, it only allows us an hour. So right now we're 46 minutes. So are there any uh, words of wisdom or um, another um, interesting experience that happened to you or further discussions that you had with the... I can go, I can go a little bit further into yeah. this. So, um, Bob Dean, my discussion with him, what he was pointing at in our discussion was that the phenomenon leads, leans more to the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things within us, like he, one of the things that we joked around about was how old he was. He was like, dude, I'm old. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, you can stay here as long as you want. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know how long I want to stay here for. And it was interesting because we were just basically talking about this casual conversation about life and death like it was nothing and it's strange about it is it's like after talking with him for a while that's what it was like like there was just nothing to it wow. but when he died I was profoundly sad profoundly sad like I should have taken action to be one of those tramps because I would have loved to have been a fly on the side of his wall. And at any time that he would have said, go away, I, would just, I just would have done it. And it's cool because, like, I've taken that action since then. 
I've, I have great, I have friends that I admire greatly. I, 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 you, you know, I, look at you. Yeah, I get to hang out, I get to take, I get to, get to hang out with you at the Giant Rock, man. I'm so fucking excited. So, you know, it's just like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's this great blessing, you know, to be able to have these people in your life. And I was just, my, my, the thing I want to, want to say is like, you know, cultivate that. And yeah. if it goes away, it goes away. It's sad, but remember the good. Remember the good. That's that's the only way that we're going to get through this through this entire journey. No one gets off this planet alive. No, no one gets out of this journey alive. Right. But we can get through this journey having the sort of like kumbaya ending that we all want. You know, the sort of like good job. You know, yeah, yes. it wasn't so bad. Hey, look what you did for the world, man. You planted a tree. Good yes. job. Yes. You know, yes. it's just like that's that's the goal. And for me, it's like. You know, the phenomenon, I've tried to make, like I said, the religion of one. I've tried to make something spiritual out of all of this. For the long, you know, like you, you knew me when I was when I was really hesitant to talk about this because I, I had a lot of fear. But then, you know, I found groups of individuals I could talk to about this. And I would observe the phenomenon as it would happen as I would talk about this. And I would discover that, like, it's only when I'm talking about certain things in the phenomenon, when when the phenomenon wants to come and sort of push its, you know, it's, uh, it's whatever on me. But, um, the thing I want to leave with is this, um, when I say demons, um, I'm just giving them a nickname. Mm. When I say angels, just giving them a nickname. They're not necessarily that. Um, there are mystics who have been working with aspects high and below for, for centuries. There are people within institutions of behind closed doors, esoteric teachings, and even aspects of our own government that 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 mess with these things. Jack Parson. Hey. Oh, I was just I was exactly thinking of Jack Parson. It's so funny they call it the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. I call it the Jack Parsons Laboratory. Jack Parsons Laboratory. <laughs> he, he's such an interesting fellow. I'm reading a book on him right now on his life. Is it called um, Strange Angel? Strange Angel, yeah. I was thinking about getting that book. It's That's really great. Good. You're reading that. It, That's the, great. The first chapter covers so much. The oh first my two chapters, are like, like, and then you get to hear like what his mom was sort of like because, like, she sadly she kills herself, oh. uh, very sadly. But what's great about it is you get to hear that there's this word that I recently discovered called hypomatic. Oh. And there's this sort of, I, 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 I'm, I'm under that sort of that classification I get like really super excited about stuff mm. if things don't quite that, that you know meet up to that I can get really super depressed and then you know whenever that happens I've, I've, I have little aspects within me that sort of laugh at that depression mm-hmm. and then when depression comes like look I can make something with it you know mm-hmm. so and that's the thing it's like keep it on the high you know if, you, if you're looking to the darker stuff keep it on the high if you're working with the higher stuff keep it on the high for God's sakes, make it yours. Don't don't try to join a club, a cult. Be a cog. Be a be your own self-sovereign body of 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 a of a temple of ideas. Visit other temples, collaborate, talk, but at no time feel that you have to basically join a club or be a light activation talker or or 
or pay for thousands of dollars, you know, to go to like some sort of retreat at Mount Shasta to have like a, a crystal put up your butt. You know, don't, don't. Just, just do the work yourself. Read, read. You can, <coughs> excuse me, we live in a time, not Corona, <clears throat> more just talking too long. Um, we live in a time to where you can basically read a series of books and do the work for a decade come out of it as, as something stronger, or even after a year, come out of something stronger. Um, personally for me, over the last year, I've, 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 you know, I've, we're going to Giant Rock right now to, mm-hmm. to film content, mm-hmm. to make some creative stuff. Um, on Reverend Mark, my uh, YouTube page, this is Reverend Mark, by the way, <laughs> you guys already know That's it. right, Reverend Mark. Um, you can call me Mark, you can call me Reverend, it's totally cool. I, I, I Reverend is think of reverend as not necessarily a title but uh an idea of 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 the way i serve essentially like and and really the the spiritual aspect for me is this phenomenon because it's all connected to god in one way or another and i find something absolutely spiritual about it and it's interesting because I'm, i'm one of those individuals who hears voices as i wake up and as i go to sleep and it's interesting to cultivate some of those voices. Like, I can't tell you how many times I wake up and I'm just, like, arguing with something. Or telling something that, you know, I'm, not, I'm going to ignore you now. <laughs> it's like, you're, a, you're not doing this. <clears throat> your ADHD is doing horrible things to your brain. And you're just like, blah, 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 blah. You know? It's like, I don't need this diagnosis right now. Thank you. <clears throat> there have been times that these sort of things in the morning. Obviously, like, for instance, one time I had this dream where I got taken out of my body. I'm watching the time too. Oh yeah, good. Um, I'm, I got taken out of my body, and I was basically shown something in my cabinet that I was eating that was going to give me a heart attack. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I don't eat that thing. Anymore. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Oh, that's great. It's funny though. It was a cracker of some sort. It's like, yeah, you have this thing that you're eating that you love to eat that you think that's you know harmless to you. It's actually harming you. Wow. And as soon as I stopped eating that, I actually noticed that um, I wasn't getting as winded as often. Wow. And, uh, it was easier to breathe too. Like it's so warm. important to pay attention to those dreams and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, you know, a lot yeah. of times people just, you know, just go, ah, that's just a dream. But no, 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 that's a, that's another equal plane of existence where education comes through. Totally. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give a little bit, some, some, leave some keys, some yes. esoteric. Yes. Um, anyway, like I said, uh, if you guys want uh, ReverendMark.com, no, the ReverendMark.com, it's being built right now. Uh, Reverend Mark, uh, Mark with a C. Uh, or, or YouTube, you can also find me there. Uh, I'm also on Clubhouse. Feel free to follow me, talk to me, I'll talk to you back. Um, here's a key, here's an idea. There's this very simple thing that we can all do to, to sort of grow our, um, our, our, our mystical abilities, and it's to forgive. Mm, as weird yes. as it sounds, forgiving yourself is a very, very powerful act. The next thing after that, it's, it's finding gratitude everywhere. Um, the best way to, to, to combat any sort of like ill vibe, vibratory feeling that you might be having over yourself is to find the achievement, is to give yourself gratitudes, is to give others gratitude. Giving others gratitude is, is, is easy. You might run into some individuals who are, are very suspicious when it comes to people giving too much gratitude and whatnot, but don't worry, those people are going through their own sort of dark night of the soul. So, <laughs> but um, anyway... The most important thing is to always be kind, is always to have a certain level of kindness to yourself, to 
never hurt yourself, to never say horrible things about yourself, but also at the same time to be open to the idea that the ideas that we have may be ideas that have been given to us and not ideas that we have experienced and earned. And those are the really important things to kind of organize. What's, what do I, what do I know, you know, what has been given to me to know? There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, there is absolutely something important to being able to organize those two things together, especially when it comes down to understanding the phenomenon for yourself. If you are an experiencer or if we're seeking to experience, if you're seeking to experience, uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. You have your reasons. But if you are, if you are already an experiencer, I say cultivate it, but cultivate it for the higher. And the way to do that is to be kind to yourself. You're always going to run into individuals who have like, who are seeking power or who have some sort of like messiah sort of like complex. I have the name Reverend in front. Again, not because I find myself to be some sort of messianic prophet, but more to be some sort of servant. Mm. You know? And that is, that is the key to look at. The, the very communion between that and, and, and the concept of service. So with that, I, uh, I wish you all good luck on your journey. But at the same time, I ask, be careful. And be. <laughs> and be. be. Thank you for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Inspirato. Projecto.